Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Fire Cliff Ellis. Fire Cliff Ellis. Fire Cliff Ellis. Come on, everybody. Fire Cliff Ellis. Please, for the love of God, Matt Hogue, just do something, anything. I'm begging you. No more Groundhog's Day. No more of this BS you can hide behind. I know you had a winning record against, you know, the Hawaii Physical Therapy Institute this season, but like we're done with this, right? We can all agree we're done with this. It it has been a while since the basketball season ended, and we waited to do this episode because we thought maybe news would break. Maybe Matt Hogue would come to his senses and fire Cliff Ellis. A lot of the guys would enter the transfer portal. We would have answers. We still have none, but we got to record this episode. We have and no answers. We have nothing. And the worst part about that, the worst part about having nothing, is that it means Cliff Ellis is still the head coach of Coastal Carolina basketball. It tells me, unequivocally, that Matt Hogue and the rest of the board of directors and the rest of the people in charge at Coastal Carolina University do not care about men's basketball. The second biggest collegiate sport in the United States, they do not care about. It's great that they care about baseball. It's great that they care about volleyball. It's great that they care about softball and are putting money and effort into those programs. That's awesome. But where is the same care for the men's basketball team? They went 8-20 and 20 against Division I opponents this year. It's unacceptable. Cliff Ellis, since the transition to the Sun Belt, has been useless. He has been the worst coach in college basketball over that span to still have a job. I'll preface that. I'm sure there are guys with worth, worse records. I'm sure there are guys that coached for one year and lost 25 games. But for Cliff Ellis to be nearly a decade in to playing Sunbelt basketball and still be the coach and be this terrible is totally and completely unacceptable. And I know Coastal Carolina wants to roll him out every year and get him closer to a 1,000 wins so that they can get their freaking 30 seconds on ESPN's Instagram feed. Enough. He is, and this is an unquestionable fact, the most losingest coach in college basketball history. And by such a wide margin that he will be dead for the next two centuries and no one will break it. The, the, the world will end in the climate wars before Cliff Ellis loses that record. That's what it is. That's where we are. And it's the most pathetic, sad sack of shit that this university has to put up with it. 
a university on the rise, national champions in baseball in 2016, nationally relevant in football for the last three years, winners of mullets versus Mormons. Hey, you know what other sports we play? Well, not basketball. Don't don't look over there. Don't ignore that shit, everybody. Hey, look how good our softball team is. Okay, well, that's cool. But you know how many people watch softball? Almost no one. And that's not a shot at the girls. That's not a shot at the sport. That's a shot at the national media. That is a shot at Matt Hogue. That's a shot at Coastal Carolina Athletics. That you don't give a shit about a program that could be printing you money. Do you know how many kids that grow up in inner city Detroit that are awesome basketball players, inner city Chicago, bro, these basketball powerhouses, New York City would kill to ball at the beach and they don't because you roll Cliff Ellis out there every year as your head coach. This program could be the premier mid-major team in the South. When you think mid-major teams in the Carolinas, who do you think? You think Davidson. You think Wofford. You think Winthrop. You do not think Coastal Carolina. And that is the biggest disappointment of this entire thing. Josh, I'll step off my soapbox for a second. I'll hand it over to you. 11 and 20 on the season, man. Give it to me. Yeah. So, like, this is so this is about this season, right? But it's also about every season that's come before this. And at some point, just like the NCAA tournament does, that was selection Sunday was yesterday. So, I'm in that mode of looking at the whole body of work. The whole body of work ain't good. We've had one season with a positive record in conference play since we joined the Sun Belt. And that was a COVID season, 18 and 8 record, where we played like four Division three schools. And we went 9 to 5 in the Sun Belt pre expansion, which obviously this year was the first year with the new Sun Belt. We went 5 and 13 in conference play. So we've had one positive record since joining the Sun Belt. And um, our best Big South conference days um, back in 2010, where we went 16 and 2 in conference play. And since then, we've only notched 12 conference wins as our best season. So we haven't really been doing anything. Like you mentioned, no one has ever actually thought of Coastal Carolina as a like threat mid-major. Maybe this team can pull off an upset in the tournament because we've only made the tournament twice, like ever, in the Cliff Ellis era. We've made the tournament four times, but before that, it was 1992. So since 2000, we've made the tournament twice. We were 16 seeds in both, and we didn't do anything. We made no noise in the tournament, except almost beating Virginia, but even UMBC did that, so it's not really that big of a deal. Um, So we haven't really done much of anything. One winning season record in conference play since joining the Sun Belt, and guess what? The Sun Belt just got harder. This season was one of the toughest that I've ever had to watch because – you see the talent on this team. You got guards both that both scored over 
13 points a game last year coming in in Jamar Brown and Antonio Day. You have this up-and-coming guy in Josh Duje that we've known, and he actually had a good season, 13.8 points a game. You have Isam Mustafa walking double-double. You're, that you're starting five on paper is great, and both, everybody on that team had great individual performances this year. But what does it say when you can't put it all together? Well, it says that it's coaching, and it says that the method that you used to acquire that team – was not good because let's remember we brought back three players. We convinced three players to stay and it doesn't matter how good they are, but if you can't get a team to gel, if a team doesn't have experience, look at Louisiana. Those are experienced guys that have now played together for a second year. That's why it clicked Marshall. Same way. Southern miss same way. Guys are bought into a system. We're scrambling every single year to field a team. And that's, not a way that we can be a successful mid-major program. We cannot build a team every single year from great players or good players that can do something and expect it to click, especially when we don't have the coaching that can figure out how to do that. So I think it's a lack of planning with future recruiting. I still don't think we have a freshman commit for next season as well. We have, I know we have a couple of transfers, a couple of JUCO guys, I still don't see a freshman recruit since I've been at Coastal Carolina, which I'm going into my fourth year next year. So we'll include that class. We've recruited like two freshmen that are scholarship players in Josh Juduje and Isan Mustafa. And while they're great players, there's like no planning with freshmen and it's build a team every year. And until we change that, then we're never going to be a winning team. And this type of season, which is the worst, probably the worst season he's ever had as a coach here. Um, it's going to continue. And, and at some point I, I don't have much more to say. I've been rambling. I feel, feel like Curtis here, except less well-versed, but eight and 20 against division one teams after 16 years here, at what point is it time to hang it up? Like, at what point do you realize that like Jim Behind did, like, it's just, maybe I'm not the guy for the job because you care about the team and you want the success moving forward because we didn't have, any glimpses this year except for the one thing I will add before I stop because I'm definitely rambling now is the thing that frustrates me the most about this team. We won five conference games. We got murdered in conference play. We lost a bunch of close games. We had, and it shows how much talent we had on this team. We beat the team that is representing the Sun Belt in the, NCAA tournament, we beat them the one time we played them, which shows you have all the talent you need that can compete with that team, and you turned it into nothing. So, congratulations. Yeah, you failed in every single aspect this season. This is not a shot at the players. This is not a shot at Antonio Day and Isam Mustafa. Did those guys play to the best of their abilities? We hope so. We don't know that they did every night. But from where we were sitting, it looked like they were giving a lot of effort, man. Every single night they were going out there and putting their heart on the lines. And you know what? They were in the wrong spot more than they were in the right spot. You can have every single person who's rowing a boat giving 100% effort. But if two people are going the wrong direction and two people are rowing the right direction, that boat ain't going nowhere. And you know who makes that boat go? The coach. The guy who's telling them to row and row and go in this direction. 
this direction, this direction. Bam, 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 and it works. Cliff Ellis can't do that anymore. He hasn't done it for the last decade. All he's done for the last decade is grow his own number of losses, extend his own unbreakable record. It's ridiculous, it's unacceptable, and I'm done with it. Jordan, your turn on the soapbox, brother. We don't even have a um, Midnight Madness anymore, by the way. And you can speak on that, Jordan. I mean, <laughs> I kind of was shocked at that just based off, you know, what Josh had said. Because I asked him, I was like, you know, when I was still there, I was like, Josh, are we even going to have a, a Midnight Madness? He was like, no, we're not going to have it. He was like, Coach Ellis isn't going to allow it. So, um, no, really, you guys <laughs> said everything that needed to be said. I mean, it's. It's disappointing. Um, you know, before we even got on here, you know, Josh was saying, you know, Coastal could be a gold mine for mid-major basketball, and he's not lying. We, we've we seen it with our own eyes. We've seen a sellout at HTC Center, you know, when South Carolina came, and that atmosphere was amazing. Um, I've seen some old highlights from back when we were in the Big South, and I've seen where, you know, we had students that actually cared about coastal basketball coming to Kimball Arena. You know, Kimball's not even an arena for, you know, basketball anymore. But you, I looked at the highlights. The fans were into it. You know, the students were into it. That's what made the difference. And you go to a coastal basketball game now, you don't get it. You don't get that from the, the students. You don't get it from the fans. Most of the time – some of those people that are coming to the games are just glad to get out of the house for a couple of hours. You know, they're not really cheering. They're not really into the game like that. They're just there, you know? So, I mean, you just got to bring somebody new in. You know, the program won't ever get any bigger. The program won't ever strive, and it won't get to where it needs to be. We won't be a team that makes it to the NCAA tournament under Cliff Ellis and – you know, ever since the transition to the Sun Belt, it just hasn't happened. You know, we, we've gotten close. We've been, what, to a semifinal at best since we've gotten to the Sun Belt tournament. I don't think we've ever made it to a championship game ever since we've been in there. And, you know, for the fans that don't know, let me put it to you in this perspective. From January 23rd all the way until February when we lost – in the Sun Belt tournament, first game, we went one and eleven to finish out the season. One and eleven. And that one that one of the losses we had was to one of the worst college basketball teams in the nation in Chicago State. And not to mention, we also lost to USC Upstate. Now I'm from the upstate. I know. <laughs> I know about upstate. That was a game we should have definitely won. We should not have lost to USC Upstate. Those are two critical losses. And, you know, Josh said, you know, we've had a lot of one-point losses. And, you know, we just we just got to try to figure it out. I don't know what we're going to do, but, you know, until we get a new coach and until we get more players to come in, it's going to be the same thing going into next season. And, you know, we, we 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 haven't heard anything from the basketball team. So, you know, Cliff Ellis is coming back. The only thing I can say is 
I don't want John Saunders to get here and he's going to, you know, regret his decision coming to Coastal and want to leave. I don't think he makes it to campus. Well, that's the I only I really don't think he makes it here. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to is seeing him, seeing what he can do. But if you bring him along and we don't have anybody else here to help, you know, compete with him, you know, we don't know about Josh Duje. We hope he can stay. But could you really blame the guy if he did leave out of this program? The guy showed what he could really do this past season. You know, I wouldn't even be mad if he did leave. Um, we don't know about Esam. We don't know if he's going to come back or not. Uh, we don't know about Jimmy Nichols, Willakai. We don't know about those guys. Um, it's really up in the air. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it's not going to always be clouds and rainy days over here in the coastal basketball. Um, hopefully we can get some sunshine soon. And I think the first step into getting that sunshine is getting rid of uh, Coach Ellis and bringing in somebody who actually cares and wants to win and makes an impact. Because Curtis and, and Josh already said it. Sunbelt's not going to get any easier. We're going to have to work really, 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 really hard to compete with Louisiana, to compete with Marshall, to compete with South Alabama. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to have to happen. If it doesn't happen, then we're just going to be at the bottom tier, like they said. But I'm rooting for this team regardless. But, you know, something's got to give sooner or later. Yeah, it has to. But unfortunately, I don't think Matt Hogue is going to provide us with the umbrella that we need in this rainstorm. He's not going to give us the umbrella of firing Cliff Ellis. He's not going to do it. He's going to kick us out in the rain and say, hey, you sicko, you enjoy the rain because that's what you get. You want to be a fan of Coastal Carolina basketball? You better love the rain because that's all there is. And, and Coastal Carolina should be the third best basketball program in the state of South Carolina every year without a doubt. That's the bar. This year, just this year alone, they lost to Upstate. They lost to, I know it's UNC Wilmington, but that's just barely over the border. They lost to Wofford. They lost to Charleston. And they beat Winthrop by five points. Those are all in-state teams. Those are all in-state teams. And the one team that you beat went 15-17 and 17 on the season. You tell me. I'm a four-star recruit. Grew up in Brooklyn. I want to go down south. I'm sick of the winter. Well, shit, I can go to UNC Wilmington. They're not that far from the beach. Shit, I can go to Upstate. Greenville's beautiful. I can go to Clemson. I can go to South Carolina. I can go to Winthrop. I can go to Wofford. Hell, I can go to Charleston. I can go to Furman. They're in the tourney this year. Furman is legit. I will say that. And like Furman whoops our ass in what we should be. We sh- the sad part is, is we should look at Furman to tell us what basketball program we should be. Yeah. And in here, hold on real quick at while we're on the subject. Including Furman in there, Furman, Upstate, 
Winthrop, and Wofford all together have about 14,000 students total at those four schools. And we have about 10, 11 now, yet those four schools ran us in basketball over the past 10 years. And we're almost as big as all of them combined. Yep. And and again, I'm this hypothetical four-star recruit from the middle of New York. I'm going to every single one of those schools before I go to Coastal Carolina. I don't want to be subjected to the 1920s offense that Cliff Ellis runs. I don't want to be part of a basketball team that is the seventh best in the state of South Carolina and the surrounding region. Right, you throw Charleston in there, or not Charleston, they are in South Carolina. You throw Charlotte in there, you throw UNC Wilmington. We'll leave the big boys from Tobacco Road out of this. But, shit, I'd rather go to Wofford. I'd rather go to Winthrop. I'd rather go to Upstate. I'd rather go to Charleston. I know damn well if I come to Coastal Carolina, it's where my basketball dreams come to die. And that should be the scariest thing for Matt Hogan and the board of directors. But it's not. They're just going to keep rolling Cliff Ellis out there. We got to get him to a thousand wins, boys. Might take another two decades. But shit, if we got to roll him out there in the hospital bed, we'll do it. We got to get him to those thousand wins. We can't ship him off to the retirement home before we get a thousand wins. We've got to have those 30 seconds of fame on SportsCenter and ESPN's Instagram feed because that's more important than actually being on there because you were a 12 seed who upset a five. Because you were a team that went above 500 in your conference and won the goddamn conference tournament. No, no, no. Cliff Ellis almost coached Charles Barkley at Auburn, so we're going to keep him on for another decade. He didn't even fucking coach Charles Barkley. He almost did. He was at the same school as Barkley, kind of at the same time, but not enough. Ridiculous. Unacceptable. I'll turn the floor over to you guys before we wrap this up. We'll keep this a, a shorter episode. Um, I, I do want to say before I turn it over, this is not an attack at the players. We not once has any of us said this episode, Antonio Day was shit. Henry Abraham was awful. Nichols should have never transferred here. Because it's not true. We saw these guys. We know who they are, and we know how talented they are. Hell, look at last season. Vince Cole is the leading scorer in the Netherlands right now. Like, you go back two years to Dante. He is now playing with Victor Wembanyama and doing amazing. Rudy Williams is one of the leading scorers in the um, Western Athletic Conference with the WCC, with Gonzaga and all them in it. One of the top scorers in there right now. Yep. It's not the talent. 15 points a game. Yeah, it's not the talent. It's not the players. It's the coach and it's the administration. And it's time for something to move. Either Matt Hogue is no longer AD or Cliff Ellis is no longer men's head basketball coach. 
or both. Honestly, I'll take both at this point. Matt Hogue can get his job back commentating on our baseball games. He was good at that. Why we decided that guy should be our AD, I'll never know. Probably the cheapest option, but... I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm, 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 I think the thing that makes me the most mad and the most passionate and the most, like I get up here and like, I say those ridiculous things like that is because I care. (laughs) Like, it's just, I care. I care more than this university does about their own basketball program. Like I do. I legitimately care more about this basketball program than anybody at coastal Carolina athletics. Alex Souza aside. Like, that's it. The guy who runs the broadcast for ESPN Plus cares more about the success and the the highs and the lows of this program than the people who are responsible for it. That should tell you all you need. Should tell you everything you need. But... I promised 10 minutes ago to give you guys one last thing before we wrapped up the episode. And then I got right back on my soapbox, Josh, one last point. Yeah. I mean, like you said, never really once this season, did we um, criticize the players because we know that they're just college kids and we individually we've seen, I think everyone on this team couldn't contribute to something and we've seen it. And it just never came together. And that's frustrating. And you can't say that we didn't have talent because we literally beat the team that was in the NCAA tournament. Like the fact how we opened conference play one and oh with a win against the NCAA tournament representative and then went four and 13 after that in conference play is abysmal. I mean, how do you not build on any type of momentum? You beat the second place team. You couldn't do anything with that again. And yeah, it's because we care. Like, but like, I don't, I think you might care more than Alex Souza as well about the performance of the basketball team, but it's just frustrating. And we were hoping to have some answers. We haven't even heard anybody jump in the portal yet. I have no idea what's going on. Um, like, by God, maybe we get to jump on in a month. It would be great if we did an emergency episode with the hiring of somebody great. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is probably the last time you'll hear us do, like, a dedicated basketball episode for a while. Um, although you'll hear references in probably every single other episode that we do. But it's just it's embarrassing that this program's so far behind what our other programs are. And I, I just want the pain to stop. This is ridiculous. And we've had talent. Like you said, we've had real hoopers at this university and we can't do anything with it. And every time you think, okay, we built on, like we went to the CBI a couple years ago, 18 and eight season, whatever, however we got those wins, it, stat padding a little bit, but 18 and eight, we lost eight games during the season, had some good wins, lost in the Sun Belt semifinals in the tournament in overtime. That's heartbreaking, right? 
but we go, we bounce back at, at the CIT or the CBI, whatever one, which is like, it's not like a Mickey Mouse tournament technically like the basketball classic one was where they literally just made it up with a bunch of sub 200 Kempom teams, like top 100 teams playing that, that tournament. If they didn't get into the NIT, we made a run. We won two of three in that. There's all this talk about that was Cliff Ellis's first year of this new deal it was like, he, he got a new deal after that. And he's talking about building on this. We're going to recruit freshmen um, we're going to keep these guys around. And pretty much every single one of those players entered the portal right after that. Cliff Ellis got his check and then everyone left, which I don't know why. That's not the biggest red flag in the world after a season of building success and we accomplished something. Um, give him a new contract, everybody leaves. So I'll just say I think that's where it stopped being any sort of type of productive after that 2019-2021 season, 2020-2021, and um, I'm ready for change. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's until we can see some change. I mean, this is what we'll have to look forward to. Another season of disappointment and, you know, NCAA, NCAA tournament dreams being shattered because we're not going to make it past probably the first game of the Sun Belt tournament. can't even make the NIT. Exactly. <laughs> we can't even make the NIT. It's, it's so bad. It's gotten so bad to the point, you know, like I said, you know, there are some fans out there that actually care. And to to the ones that we've seen on, on social media, because we've definitely been seeing some fans um, be out there com- commenting on the situation with the men's basketball team. So for those that's out there really caring, we appreciate you guys a lot as well, because, you know, out of, out, us four, we all care. And we only want what's best for the university. And if it means cutting a man out of his job to see this program do a lot better than, you know, so be it. You know, everybody at Coastal is doing very well in their perspective sport. And this is the only team that seems to be having trouble with winning, unfortunately. But I'm hopeful things can change hopefully like josh said we will have hopefully we can get an emergency episode in or maybe the best thing for him isn't to be fired maybe he can just say i can't do this anymore i'll resign maybe he can be a jim Beheim and just say i don't want to be here anymore maybe but i hope i'm looking forward to seeing what john sanders does i hope that he can come in and make a, a huge impact because I, I really do hope he knows what he's getting himself into. We're happy to have him. Like, talent-wise, he's he's going to do great. But I just hope that his one year at Coastal isn't the only thing that, you know, he's going to come into and then just wants to get out. That's the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm worried about is he'll come, he'll play great all year next year, and then he'll just hop in the portal and go somewhere else. And he'll make another big college basketball team popular. But – you know, shines up forever, but this this has got to stop. Make the bleeding stop. <laughs> to the board of directors, to Michael T. Benson, rip the Band-Aid off and fire this man. Fire him. Bro, it's not even ripping off the Band-Aid. It's just turning off the water that's dripping on my head in one of those Chinese torture things. Bro, just... Just stop the dripping water, for Christ's sake. 
Like, it's not that hard. Like, God. And and the thing is, I, I don't know that people see that the the chance at success is so close and so easy. Coastal Carolina has so much money coming into the program right now. And yes, I know we're not Duke levels of wealthy or uh, what Harvard has the largest endowment of any university, right? But the amount of national attention that the football team earned you, earned you enough money to freaking pack Cliff Ellis's bags for him. Don't give me that excuse. We're done with it. Done with it. Before I start again, I'm wrapping it up. I promise, I promise, I promise. Keep a lookout for the baseball and softball minutes. Those will be coming to you later this week. Um, softball team is looking absolutely incredible. So if you haven't been listening to those, get get a listen in on those and see what's happening in the other sports around Coastal Carolina, ones that are actually worth cheering for, I might add. And uh, we will see you very soon. Follow us on Twitter at The Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show. Josh does an amazing job over there on both of those with the social media, um, keeping us rolling, keeping us going on there. But, uh, yeah, with that, Shant's up forever. Fire Cliff Ellis. Fire Matt Knight.